My name is Paul Harvey, and you are listening to Life, Passion and Business, a podcast born out of my desire to find greater meaning in life at the time when I thought there was none. Since that day, I have spoken to hundreds of people, and what I have discovered is that our story is everything. Because what we do, feel, or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. It's time to explore what it means to live a good life. How do we make this experience better? And more importantly, how do we lead the world to a better place? Hello and welcome to the birthday edition of Life, Passion and Business. Yes, we are five years old today. Well, actually this week. Uh, Yeah, we started in January 2018 with three shows, Rosie O'Hara, Peter Stewart and Simon Jordan. And we have put put out a show pretty much every single week since that day. And it has been one amazing journey. So... Having reached the five-year point, it is now time to move on from this, this, this style, this system of interviews. And I've been talking about it for a few weeks, but today is all about the last five years. Why I started the show, what I discovered, and where we're going. So let's roll it back and explore how this show started. Back in 2017, in February 2017, my father died. He was 89 years old and did not want to be 90. And he was two weeks away from his 90th birthday and he died. And while it was sad to lose my dad on that level, I also respected the fact that he really wanted to go. His body was was failing him on on many levels and he was not enjoying life that much. What was interesting after my father parted departed um, was my journey my own journey with his parting and when I started to reflect on his life I realized that he had he was born in 1926 he was born to Edwardian parents Um, so he had a hard childhood which was abruptly changed when his mother died when he was 11 10 11 and he found her body Um, so he had a lot of pain and a lot of um, trauma in his life, which was never really dealt with. And he, I, I also think it, it led him to, to to become very uncertain of himself and how he made his life choices. And so what I noticed when I look back at his life, he really didn't live it for himself. He lived it for other people. He certainly lived it vicariously for my mother. And she died in 1998. So he had a long time as a widower. And I think that was really was hard for him because he always said it was wrong. He should have gone first. But when I started to really dig into this sense of who he was and how he how he kind of presented himself to the world, I realized that I had a lot of the qualities that he has and a lot of the same kind of thinking in a way and I realized at the time in 2017 that I actually was pretty miserable actually I was somewhere in the place of like between like not really caring whether I lived or died and it was you know my father's passing that really made me address this in myself that hang on a minute I don't know what this life is for and I need to find out what this life is for 
So the idea was born in me, got kind of the middle of the year, that 2017, was to explore this life through the eyes or through the experience of people that looked like they had it sorted. And so that's what I did. I reached out to people that I thought that looked like they were successful, looked like they were enjoying themselves, looked like they had something going on. And that's how it started. I started a few recordings in the June. And like a lot of podcasts, you start this process and you hold it and you hold it and you don't launch it. And eventually one of my coaches pushed me to launch the thing. You've got to just commit to going for it. And so that's why it was launched in the January. And finding guests was was easy because I, I knew so many people who who amazed me, who inspired me, who who, who had something to offer. And so we, we I pulled in all sorts of people from all sorts of places, from LinkedIn, from various groups I was in. And what was amazing about it, about podcasting process, particularly this interview process, was that people always said yes. Very few people said no. People thought about it, maybe. But most people said, yeah, I'd love to have a conversation with you. And it was such a joy to have these conversations, a privilege to have these conversations. So in the beginning, we only had three questions. We had the, the, the you know, what are you passionate about question? How does passion feature in your life? How do you define success? Um, there was a question which was something along the lines of, what's the one question I haven't asked you? And what's the meaning of life? Those were the kind of four questions we started with. And then a couple of years in, the contribution question arrived. There's always question three in the standard podcast is about how do you see yourself contributing to the world or yourself? And it's been an amazing journey hearing people explore this. It's allowed me to explore so many subjects through the eyes and experiences of so many people. I have spoken to people that were in extreme debt I've spoken to people who are entrepreneurs. Uh, and I guess because of my business connections, I did attract quite a lot of business people. Uh, but over the last few years, the, the variety of people I've, I've attracted has been amazing. Uh, certainly, we've touched on spirituality. We've touched on all sorts of things in terms of, in, in terms of industries, uh, from telephone sales to lawn care to... Um, cryptocurrencies, all sorts of things. It's been such a uh, a refreshing journey to listen to people's ex- listen to how people explore their life in their chosen careers, which has kind of opened up my thoughts about where we take this podcast. But I'll get more onto that in a moment. So, what I did in terms of wanting to celebrate this show is I wanted to inter- invite p- previous guests back to see. What has changed for them since they first came on the programme? So my first returning guest is Russell Dalgleish. Now he came on the show in April in 20, uh, 2018. And at the time he's a serial, I mean he is a serial Scottish entrepreneur and investor. He's known as a strategist and an innovator um, and a project manager. But his life has very much changed since we since we spoke and he has created this Um, amazing Scottish business network. Russell was one of the first people I reached out to who I had never spoken to. I had no connection with Russell prior to the podcast. 
And I just reached out to him and he said, yes, of course, I'll come and speak to you. And it was such an amazing experience just to have that affirmation for me that I was on the right path in talking to people and just reaching out with this this idea that I had. So during our catch up, we talk about how he changed his business model during COVID, how his power of his personal brand has coming through by being more authentic. Let's talk about his endurance work as we're both now marathon runners. And he has some reassuring words on what to expect in 2023 and how we should embrace that. I hope you enjoy this little bit of conversation with Russell Dadlish. Happy fifth birthday, Paul. Thank you. You were one of my early guests. I think you came on about, I started in the January and you came on about the April. And actually, I've been listening to that show back today. And I have to say something, your accent has softened in those five years. Oh, right. Okay. Because when that, you were very Scottish on that podcast. And one of the things you said to me in that podcast is, I still love being a Scottish and traveling. Has that changed for you? <laughs> Um, well, well, obviously, we went through the experience of two years of very limited traveling mm. under the effects of COVID. Mm-hmm. But, um, I seem to have returned this year to, um, well, I was there in a kilt in LA, in New York, and in Seoul in South Korea. So, yes, I think I'm probably still the traveling Scotsman. <laughs> so, in that podcast, you said about, about um, discovering who you really are. We all need to discover who we really are. In those five years, have you discovered more about who you are? Yes. So um, I I think it's been quite interesting in my use of social media platforms. Mm -hmm. That's probably been the most evident. So if I was to look at my change in the way I communicate through those platforms, there's much more of an authenticity in my voice Mm -hmm. than there was a few years ago. So there's much more about me sharing how I feel about a particular subject rather than sharing about the subject itself. Okay. And I think the interaction I get as well, um, based on that approach, has been much better. So I've, I think, developed deeper relationships with individuals who I probably don't spend a lot of time with through that authentic voice. So... So we had the authentic voice on my TEDx talk where I talked about community, but also just last week I was in London and we had strikes and um, bad weather that was causing travel problems. Mm -hmm. So on the Wednesday, instead of an event, I just sent a message out saying, hey, I'm going to be in the pub. Do you want to come? Mm -hmm. And expected two or three people. And I think we ended up with about 20. Oh, lovely. And it it was because I'd been authentic. I wasn't hello, would you like to attend a networking event with me in this location where you will meet other people and possibly benefit in this way? Instead, I said, do you want a pint? <laughs> and, and and I got at the most eclectic audience imaginable, uh, investor, military figure, um, person who flowed in from Jordan, um, entrepreneur, change makers politicians so it was it was so strange and these individuals all recognized something in me that they could identify with that encouraged them to come out on that night so so i think i probably learned a little bit more about how to communicate authentically so i wasn't lying before but i just possibly wasn't sharing my true feelings about things i think 
when we spoke five years ago, your network was probably a bit smaller. You had probably just launched or had, it wasn't that new. It was relatively new, your Scottish business yeah. network. Yeah. And I think probably what you're talking about now is is that network has grown significantly, hasn't it? I, mean, I think I heard, I, I see your TED talk, you're talking it's in the tens of thousands of people now on that network. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is the scale of the network, but it's also the... Um, the, the the depth part so mm. we introduced a um ambassador program we have about 35 ambassadors around the world and i realized during covid that there were certain individuals who i was probably closer to than most people in scotland and yet i'd never actually physically shared the same air as them our relationship had been all digital so yeah i, I think i think maybe I, I i suppose age mellows you as well but I think I still have as much drive and hunger. So, one of the things on the podcast which made me chuckle when I was reading it is that you can be too much Russell. Yeah. Have you? Have you, are you still too much Russell? Or yeah. have, have you, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I try. I, I try various different ways to curtail it. So, to present what I think of as Russell through other people. Mm-hmm. So to talk about. Um, Podcasts are great. You should listen to Paul Harvey more than Russell saying podcasts are great. So it's kind of a way to try to ease it. But I think there's also a problem, which is it's my my natural state is probably to be full on all the time. And it's it's you just keep on imagining it's going to mellow and it doesn't really. Well, that's been your success, though, isn't it? It's what's, got to, yeah. it's what's taken you where it has. So <laughs> I, I, we can't knock it, can we, really? <laughs> you can't, but it's 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 so easy to be misinterpreted. So yes. and I hope my authentic voice helps with that, that, you know, someone said to me, um, oh, you, you must be great. The money you're making with Scottish Business Network, because we hear you talking about it all the time. I'm going, I don't make any money. It cost me a fortune, <laughs> you know. And 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 it was it wasn't about me. So I, w- I wasn't doing it for that that commercial return or something. I was doing it for a different reason. It's it's really difficult though because over the last five years we've seen the growth in personal branding, mm. and 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 you know to have this clear definition of who Russell is is actually my brand. So maybe the too much Russell really is the reality of the situation now. You know, I've got a website, I've, I've social channels. You know, it's it's very interesting the way it's all developed. But I think at the core is this need for authenticity, and and particularly that need for me to show that. You know, and I think you are very authentic. I, I love seeing you on. I mean, obviously, we we connect a lot on LinkedIn, and we obviously cannot comment a lot on each other's posts and things. And we're both keen runners, and. You, doing silly things with running. So it's quite fascinating to watch watch that story develop for you and for me, actually. And, and, and a remarkable change in five years, because though I was getting into endurance events, I wasn't really particularly into running. I ended up running, well, we've both done marathons, probably due to COVID. It's amazing. It, well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> if you just said to me five years ago, when we thought I would be doing a marathon within the next five years, I would never have said, no, no yeah. I don't run. <laughs> So I, I, yeah, I picked up running in those five years. But I think it's also that thing about keeping us. It's about discovering new things, isn't it? It's about yeah. that. And one of the things you said in the podcast is that we must all keep discovering new things about ourselves and about the world around us. Oh yeah, I, 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 absolutely. And it comes from, I suppose, my interest in technology leads you closer to innovation, to discovering 
new things, new inventions. But but the whole way that that we I suppose that we that we actually react as human beings and what we we think about things because everything's changing around about us all the time as well. And I think we always do need to be open to learning. And and just as five years ago, I'm still most likely to say yes. So when when you asked me to um you know to do this short recording, well the answer was yes. There wasn't a hesitation. So now you were the uh, first then... person to reply to my email, so it's lovely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it's because it, it, I learned through doing this, and that's what I found. I've done a lot of podcast interviews, and um, you know, you learn quite a lot about yourself answering the question. Yeah, I think you do actually, because it, it makes you think about stuff you probably wouldn't thought think about. And a lot of the guests on the show said the same thing. I forced them to think about the five questions that I have, and they suddenly realise they've got answers to them. It's it's fascinating to have those conversations. But but what's different though is you have those assets now. Yes. So those interviews that you did are with you forever. So in, in the world that we used to exist in, we would have talks and conversations and everything. So this is a five-year change for me. So five years ago, I would have jumped at the opportunity to speak at an event in London in front of a couple of hundred people. Now I'm going, well, hang on, I could do this online and we could record it. And then if I said anything profound, we could keep it. We could we could then interact with all the people directly. Yeah. So that's all changed as well. But I keep on thinking, you know, like um, you know, if you know, I'm hit by a bus or something, you've got you've got a Russell Dalglish podcast that you can say, in memoriam, I'd like to release this podcast because here's a memory of No, these are things that we would never have thought of before. And that is one of the things that's happened over these five years. Yeah. I've had three podcast guests die over five oh, years. Oh wow. But but, so. but those even it's funny when I'm listening to your words, I'm thinking about their families. Mm. So so even even something like that might be a, something for their family where they get a chance to listen to that individual. But also there's that, you know, particularly not for me, but for speakers who are much better than me as well, people sharing things about what they believe about in a particular subject and the fact that interpretation is different from if we read the printed word as opposed to we hear what the person said. These are very different. Mm, yeah, it is fascinating, isn't it? it is. So look, I, this is a short conversation. You know, this is just, you know, part of my birthday programme. So that's why I kind of the short one. But I want to ask you the fun final question. So what do you think of the future going forward in 2023? Obviously, you're in business. What are we, I mean, what are we going to expect in this coming year? And what, what, are, what are the pieces of advice you might leave people with? Keep looking for the opportunities. Don't ever stop looking for the opportunities. And, you, you know, we, we will read, read things in the paper about doom, gloom and the end of the world. And particularly for people in the UK, we've got the sixth largest global economy. We've got exceptionally high standard of living and we've got a country that's awash with entrepreneurial fervor. Mm. There are opportunities everywhere if you keep your eyes looking for them and, and take time away from the desk to do that, to do the reason that got you into business in the first place and not to let yourself just think, the papers have said it's bad, it's bad. You know, I've seen such examples of people um, being successful in business when their sector, you're told, is struggling. We had this in, I remember, I've got a friend who runs a large um, hotel outside Bath. And this, he, he'd forecast, after COVID breaking out, I think they'd forecast for something like the July that year 
nothing. You know, they'd forecast and said, look, everyone's told us no one's going to travel, nothing's going to happen. And in the July that year, they had a record-breaking revenue. Because when they stepped back from the, oh, the world's over, they heard someone say, oh, I live in the city. I'd like to go to a hotel in the country because that's fresh air, that'll be safer. Mm-hmm. And that was it. He listened for that opportunity sound, and that was it. So so keep hunting out the opportunities. Well, thank you, Russell. It's been anyway, it's great to connect with you and to, to follow you on LinkedIn and stuff. So thank you so much for popping in on this on the show for me and uh, all the best. Thanks, Paul. And that was a little bit of Russell giving us some reassuring words for 2023. One thing we touched on that conversation, and although I edited it out because I did actually talk about it further, there were some people that are no longer with us in the five years I've been doing this show. Jim Blywis was a media man um, from the early days of television. He met four presidents or something, I think. He even met JFK as a young man. He was um, a bit of a tearaway in his younger years. And I knew there was a story to be had from Jim. So I kept on at him. I met him on LinkedIn and I kept on him a few times. Yeah, 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 someday, someday. And then suddenly in September 2020, he said, we should talk. And so on September the 17th, we had a conversation. We had And we did a recording on a Sunday, I think it was. And by some fluke, normally that podcast would have gone out a few weeks later, quite a long, about three months later. But I was working on a show um, at the end of the month, September time, I think, right at the end of the, end of the month, literally a couple of weeks later. And I couldn't get this recording to work. And so I thought, oh, I'll just do Jim's. So I grabbed Jim's recording and I decided to put that out. So I did. And it went live on Wednesday. He was really delighted about it. It got loads of um, emails from friends. Who was the woman? Who was the rock star? Because all these stories he was coming out on this podcast. And then I learned the following week that he died on a Saturday morning. And he'd been ill for a while, I suspect, and was keeping quiet. And I think he knew his time was coming and he wanted to get the podcast done because of it. So it was a lovely story. And I was so delighted that, you know, Providence moved or the Angels moved or whoever to make me or to give me the the idea of switching a show out so that I could get Bill out so he could hear it before he left. It was lovely to do that. The other person to leave that this uh, leave us and he left... Um, the other person to leave was a bit of a shock for me. The other person to leave was a bit of a shock for me was Simon Jordan. Now, Simon was the number three podcast. He was the podcast I launched with all the way back in 2018. And he came back on the show a number of times to do um, special events. He was on a couple of the virtual events I, was, I did. Um, and... He and I had met nearly 10 years ago, but never in person. We only ever met online and we'd done various projects together and all sorts of bits and pieces together, but we never actually were in the same room together. And I knew he was, um, how would I describe him? I would definitely say he was a bit of a hero of mine in terms of he was a a marathon runner, he was a cold water swimmer, he was all sorts of things he would do, he would climb mountains, I, I, I kind of I admired the man a lot, and he was, for me, he was someone that really embodied what life, passion and business was about, because he brought that level of attention, that idea of living the best life to everything that he did. 
And his story was he'd had um, a little bit of a heart problem, uh, a little bit of a leaky valve, and he was due to have it sorted out. And they said, no, it's a little bit more serious. This was just before Christmas in 2021. And so the plan was to have a much deeper um, solution come come the, come the January. And here's the lovely story. He went out on a motorcycle ride on a beautiful December day, took this amazing photograph of the sunshine and him with his bike and came home and died. He did what he wanted to do. He was on his bike and that was where he was happiest, riding his bike. And so it was a lovely story in that respect. And the final person to pass was a friend of Bill Blywis. Was a friend of Jim Blywis. And uh, they knew each other for many, many years. And his name was Dennis Campbell. And I met him after Bill had passed and we had a lovely conversation. He said, yes, I'll have to come on the show. We had a couple of recordings, but there was always a couple of, there was a couple of legal problems that we had to kind of resolve before we could let these shows out. And he developed gallbladder cancer and we never got a chance to, uh, to, to meet up again and have that conversation. So he never made, the, never made the podcast, but I do remember him. He was a lovely guy and very, very generous. So I have met some amazing people and some of them are no longer with us. Someone who is still with us and a legend and perhaps even vintage is Jeff Birch. Now, I met Jeff uh, when I was a business advisor on the network up here in, in uh, Forest in Murray. And uh, he came up to do a speech for the local enterprise company and uh, that's how I met him. And so when I was back into podcasting or when I arrived in podcasting, I reached out to him and said, do you fancy a chat? And his first re- reaction was, could we get sued? I said, very possibly. He said, yes, I'm in. So we had uh, a, a great conversation. Jeff is an after-dinner speaker and, uh, and a speaker for company events and things. And uh, he, he delivers um, a humorous speech all the time, but all based on solid business principles. He's a, been a published author with numerous books to his name, who he tells me he writes with crayon. Um, anyway, so trying to contain Jeff into a little 10-minute short is challenging. So here is 15 minutes of myself trying to hold Jeff Birch down. Um, anyway, we talk about customer service and we talk about his viewpoints of what 2023 will look like. And yeah, just wait to hear the answer for that one. So here is Jeff Birch. Yes, well, happy, happy fifth birthday for your body podcast. Yeah, I never realised it would go on for that long, I must admit. It is I never realised I'd go on for that long. Well, I, I had the same thought, really, because after all, when we last spoke, you, you had a pig valve fitted and you were talking about hunting truffles in the local woods. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, rebuilt. I did, yeah, just sort of waiting for it to stop, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I was glo- I've been globe trotting since I spoke to you. And then I ended up doing some some work in a place that was in the middle of nowhere, really in the middle of nowhere. And it would have taken probably a fortnight on a donkey to get me out of there if I'd been in. I, I had a meeting with my cardiologist and I said, look, I'm really worried about this because if anything goes wrong, I, I'm miles away from a husband. He said, I won't worry. Don't worry. And I said, why? He said, because if, if the valve we fitted packs up, you've got about 30 seconds. So if you did it on the steps of my office, it wouldn't make any difference. <laughs> so that was, that was nice of him, wasn't it? Nothing like a bit of confidence, is there? <laughs> so I've been everywhere. I've been to Thailand and all sorts of weird places. So. 
So what has been happening for you over the last well, like, four was... and a half years? Because it has been that long. You came on in the oh, June of my of yeah. the first year of the podcast. So oh. You're about podcast ten or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the the then COVID happened, didn't it? I mean, that was an absolute catastrophe for the speaking industry completely. I mean, everything stopped. Um, and then, oh, everything. I mean, the, the, the economic crisis has been sort of, you know, and you know what a cheerful person I am, so I've been waiting for the end anyway. But, but funny enough, we've been getting a sort of, I suppose, I don't know, second breath of wind. We've been incredibly busy. Hmm. I've got that. I've got this person that sort of looks after everything for for me. I, I call him Grumpy Dave because he won't let me get away with stuff. And he and he's been he's been kind of managing me along with Mrs. Bird. And he he came up with this. <laughs> he also manages a rock star as well. And he he came up with it. He came up with this thing that all these awful seventies and eighties bands, I won't name any of them, are all filling stadiums now. Because they do this legendary thing, and he, and he kind of, you know, we went around all our clients and said, "Well, Jeff Birch and this, that, and, the, and they said, "Oh yeah, we had Jeff Birch. We see Jeff. We couldn't find anybody who hadn't seen Jeff Birch." And we thought this was like a, a, a kind of block to what we're doing, you know. Um, oh well, if you've seen him, you won't want to see him again. But it's actually like sort of Cliff Richard, you know. But the trouble is. Then when these clients say, come and do our conference, please, please come and do our conference. Then they want me to do all my stories, the crapping dog, the farting cat, the whole kind of series. And I said, well, I've got this great new material on change. And, and Grumpy Dave So it's like hiring Elton John and him not doing Crocodile Rock. You know, <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is what you got to do. So you've so, become a legend. You're now, a legend, repeat, yeah, you're now legend having to repeat your old work. Yeah, and it's it's all, you know, it's as much fun as it ever was. So we're, we're really ripping it up there. You know, I, I got a bit down in the kind of middle of the COVID thing, because as you know, this heart valve thing, and it, it could stop at any time. But, you know, advice to any of your viewers, if you've got anything that's... <laughs> potentially fatal it's a, there's a thing called life which is fatal yes um you may as well live it you know i i i one of the things that inspired me was i was I, i'm an old hell's angel and there's an old hell's angel magazine and is it, it, and it, called, and is it called the old hell's no angel no no magazine. it's called the horse and it's and it and we're all getting old i don't think they're recruiting any new people i i, I uh, and one of them said that he pictures St. Peter at the gates of heaven. And, there, and there's the sound, distant sound of rending, tearing metal. And this, this Harley sliding on its side with this guy pinned underneath it, grasping the handlebars, one eye missing, a few teeth, few teeth missing too. And sort of piles into the pearly gates where this person just lies there laughing, going, what a ride, what a ride. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and I think, uh, you know, I think I, I might be a few steps away from the easy white vinyl chair anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have your Harley? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ride it much? I ride it a lot, yeah. My, I've got a friend who's as old as I am, and he rides like a madman, and he bought an even more powerful one recently. And, I, and I, it's got no mirrors on it. And I said, what's the matter with the mirrors? 
And he said, they're 40. And I said, what do you mean they're 40? And he said, well, I'm 18 years old. I know it. But whenever I look in my mirrors, there's this grumpy old git riding it. And I've, ta- I've taken the mirrors off and he's, and he's gone. <laughs> that sounds like a good solution. But... Oh. So how have you been then? Well, I've been having fun just exploring life with, 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 with over 350 people, basically. And that's how good many people Lord. have been on the podcast. Oh, like, well, not sort of physically then. I was had this. I had this picture of this wonderful orgy of writhing oiled limbs. You know. No, I think I might be a bit beyond orgies. See, nobody's ever beyond orgies. This is the message. None of us are beyond anything. Rock till you drop. No, I think you're probably right. I think we could all we could all do stuff, can't we? And that's the point. We all and we all just need to just live this life because it ain't going to go. You know, we yeah. ain't getting out of here alive. So we might as well live it, mightn't we? No, absolutely. No, no. So how's the podcast going? Well, it's changing. That's the point. That's why I'm doing this 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 fifth birthday episode because it's it's just putting a cap on the on the whole experience. I mean, my thing, as you know, is business. Well, I don't know if it's business. Again, you know, you get these kind of realignments because I, I I'm a as you can see behind me, I I, I really delve deep in. I love business, hmm. and I describe myself as a business speaker. But actually, I realize that actually the biggest job is lifting the mood. But you can't sell that to clients because they can't get it past their boss. You know, we got this Jeff Burch. He made everybody laugh and feel good. And what benefit is that to us? Um, oh, but, oh, he's a business expert. So it, so the secret is they hire me as a business expert. And I are, you a, are you a business guru? I'm a business guru. Yes, indeed. The alternative business guru. The legendary alternative business guru. Yes, and you're still guruing. Yeah, I'm still guruing, but but really, I don't know. It's just so much fun when people are enjoying it, you know. It got a bit serious for a bit because we thought we needed lots of new business wrinkles and stuff, which we've got, but actually we've got a lot of new really funny jokes which work (laughs) Which work even better, you know. I, mean, been... I think the things that you bang on about, and I see you banging on about on LinkedIn, and, and it's true, is, is is the the world in customer service is just getting worse. People don't oh, companies do not give a monkeys about customer service anymore. Certainly, the big ones. No, no, no. It's, it, it's just not an important thing. British Airways was the landmark company, and and, and um, John Lewis, yeah. Yes. I've, I've had it up. Appalling series of experiences with John Lewis partnership recently. Dreadful customer service, truly. And then in the papers where they, I have had dreadful customer service problem pages, John Lewis has been popping up. You know, and people like British Airways and John Lewis were a byword for it. And I think the, I think the bean counters, the money people, have sat back and said, what does it cost us to piss a customer off? Oh, I don't know, 3% business lost a year. And what does it cost us to go to a load of trouble and appear to be really customer focused? That costs us about 12% a year. Well, it's cheaper to be an absolute knob with the customers then. I can't sell that to clients anymore, this idea. Because I, I, I used to do so many customer focused presentations. Uh, they're not interested. Funny enough, the only person, people that work like that, which scares me to say this, is Amazon. Amazon are actually very good with customer service. Their, their thing is they can't be bothered. You ring them up and say, you know the thing you sent me is broken. They say, 
Okay, we'll send you another one. What about the broken one? Ah, keep it if you want. Is there kind of... It's extraordinary. Well, the, well, the point is they've created a system where they don't. That doesn't cost them anything because the problem actually is pushed back to the to the supplier. Maybe. So, so that's what happens. So Amazon had this perfect system where right. you know you don't have to go anywhere. You just look online. Right. You push one button and 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 the transaction comes through and someone delivers it to your door. So it, it everything about it is perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, absolutely. But and again, so. So, you know, the, obviously the supplier suffers, but the customers don't. I mean, no. Amazon just say, oh, they don't pay for it then. But anyway, the customer experiencing is is a thing of the past. It, it won't be. It'll rear its head. Some bright spark somewhere will realise that it's a real business build, especially when people in the heart of a recession find what little money they spend is very important. I think perhaps because we were awash with free money for a few years, bit of bad customers that we didn't give a monkeys you know yeah so what you so what you you've got on an airplane you've got the wrong seat whinge whinge yeah well golly who cares it's 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 my 26th flight to the algarve anyway i don't really care but i think now we find money hard to spend you might find that customer focus comes back i think it probably will probably will i feel Sorry. What's your take on 2023, 2020, going forward? Uh, oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. But pessimistically, I think we're all doomed. Okay. But on the other hand, I could be surprised. I, I could be surprised that... Uh, do you know what surprises me? Because I'm a miserable bastard. Is the kindness and reasonableness of middle people. We're not the only ones. People... People want to go out and they want to have a cup of coffee and a slice of cake and a chat. And they want to help up an old lady who fell over. And they want to find somebody's lost puppy. And that kindness, you know, stretches around the whole world. I, I mean, I went, I say I've been to Thailand, I've been to Egypt, I've been to Siberia, for heaven's sake. And everybody I meet is lovely and kind and tries to help. The fact that the people in the middle who are nice and kind haven't got a voice or don't need to use their voice makes you think that the world is polarised and nuts, and it isn't. There's a kind of heart of reasonable people. That's the point. It's the polarised bits that you hear. The actual reasonable people can't be asked to deal with either. <laughs> That's the other thing, because you can't be asked. <laughs> I mean, I... I moan about politicians, and a friend of mine asked me to stand for the local council, and I, said, I can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you do get loonies on the council, you know. That's the yes, trouble. that's the problem. The people that actually sometimes get elected to these positions are the least capable ones of doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's our own fault though, because we don't we don't stand up and say, "Come on, this is nonsense. Don't stop being stupid." You know. I keep I keep being sort of gobsmacked to the stupidity of things that happen. That the, the machine, the organisation creates these wonderful anomalies, you know, where you just think this is just so, so incredibly stupid. You know, this wonderful thing on the parcel delivery firm. Track my parcel. It's lost. What do you mean it's lost? It's lost. <laughs> lost my butt. Yes, we've lost your butt. Anyway, to move on. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 where's my parcel? Lost. I just had that yesterday. Lost. Well, what do you mean it's lost? Well, we don't know where it is. You know? 
<laughs> and we all just have to accept the fact it's lost, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's lost, yeah, yeah, it's lost. It, it's lost. It is no longer in our depot, is another one. <laughs> well, yeah. on that note, I don't want to kind of go, go down a hole of feeling lost, Jeff. So no. thank you so much for being here with me and having this conversation. Well, it's lovely to see you again. And the fact that we're still here and breathing. Is well, so it is. Wonderful. And still commenting on each other's posts on social media and being and, and trying to be trying to be funny with each other. I'm just trying to make incisive comments. Uh, me too, me too. And you, and, and you, and you, and you do deliver some incisive comments, which are always, always pithy. <laughs> 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 well, thank you so much, as I said, for being here. And you know, maybe we'll catch up again in the next five years. Yes, maybe. should I last another five years? I'd be extremely delighted. I'm sure that pig thing of yours will keep going well beyond you. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a, yeah. I've got I, when I get sore, I've got ointment for it. thanks again all the best cheers and that was jeff birch you can find his recording and uh, russell's recording at the website lifepassionbusiness.com just do a search in the panel for jeff birch or russell dowdleish and both those podcasts are well worth listening to i will link to them in the show notes for this recording anyway that's it for today I will be back tomorrow as I reconnect with some of the people I've spoken to over the last five years. And I will be exploring with you the plans for the podcast as we move into this amazing year ahead. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please do share it with a friend because that's how people like yourself find good shows to listen to. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for your time and attention. I will catch you tomorrow. All the best. 